Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Here we go. Brand new edition of Flyers Daily. It is a Thursday, March 24th edition as the Flyers are back at it tonight. Game two of a five-game road trip. Flyers in St. Louis tonight, 8 o'clock to take on the St. Louis Blues. Tonight, one of those ESPN Plus exclusive games, too, by the way. Uh, So St. Louis tonight and Colorado tomorrow night, back-to-back games. It'll be three and four days, as a matter of fact, for the Flyers. How about these two teams are facing St. Louis and Colorado? St. Louis in second place in the Central Division. uh, Through 62 games, a record of 35-18-9. They've got 79 points. Not too great over their last 10. 3-4-3, plus 47 in goal differential. That's who they get tonight. And then tomorrow, on the second half of the back-to-back, in game three of four, three games in four days, how about you get the Colorado Avalanche? 63 games played, a record of 45-13-5, 95 points. How about their home record? 25-3-3. Three regulation losses at home all season long. In 29 games, that is an, or excuse me, 31 games. Uh, they're plus 69 in goal differential, and they've got a record of 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, and they've won four straight games. So two really tough opponents. Doesn't get much easier coming up on Sunday when the Flyers go to Nashville to take on the Preds, or Tuesday when they go to Minnesota to take on the Wild. Uh, but the one in front of them is the St. Louis Blues tonight in St. Louis. Flyers Blues, 8 o'clock. And you can hear all the action on the Flyers broadcast network. Now, the Flyers the other night ran 11 forwards and 7D. They have made a call-up under emergency conditions. It does not count as one of their call-ups. As they've called up Hayden Hodgson as an emergency call-up. So we'll see how he fills a role if he's in the lineup come tonight. But the 11 and 7. So I decided let's talk to a former NHL defenseman who's been in that situation when you run 11 and 7. A little out of balance, things a little different, rotations are weird, both for the forwards and the D. So let's go to Flyers assistant coach Nick Schultz, who joins us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Nick, how you doing? Uh, it's been okay. Tough loss uh, last night in in Detroit, but just kind of start of a, a long road trip here, so kind of keep keep grinding away here. I think the guys uh, played played a good game at home um, against the Islanders, so we got to just continue to, to build and, and, you know, pick positives from every every game and learn from uh from things that went wrong and, and keep trying to get better i think you guys have six now two one wins on the season it, it's my contention that a two one win is the second hardest score to win by in hockey one nothing's the hardest two to one's the second hardest because there's no margin for error as a player do you feel kind of that kind of pressure in a low scoring game like that yeah i think obviously a lot of things have to go right obviously if you win a game two one i think you've done a lot of a lot of things right right and i think it starts with any team that wins you talk about playing good defense right so you win a game one nothing two one you've obviously defended well and and a big part of that is your goaltending so you're getting getting the saves you need and, and guys are playing well in in front and then whatever it is you you know you found the the right recipe to get that get that extra extra goal right so i think those are big games you see come playoffs that's those are the scores right there's not kind of five yeah. four games a lot of them are two one three two games that's kind of playoff Playoff hockey. So if you can win games by that score, I think you're doing a lot of a lot of things right. It's not necessarily you know a five one five two two game, uh, which is nice to have at, at certain points throughout the year too. But right now it's uh, it's a grind with the with the schedule and the opponents we're playing are all good good tests and and you know kind of see what these guys are made of. You know the funny thing is in that Islander game especially, you know you want to you don't want to give up the middle of the ice in the D zone. 
And after the first period, you guys did a really good job of kind of keeping everything to the outside and shot suppression. That's, that's something we saw two years ago uh, with this group. Is that something you guys are accentuating as a coaching staff? Keep them to the outside. You can have the outside, but working your way to the middle is something that we're not going to give up. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, any anytime you defend or wherever you're on the on the rink, I think is using the dots kind of as your as your guide coming into the zone inside the dots, not coming in as a winger on the wall. Same thing with the D using the dots, defending, accepting the accepting the rush uh, in our own end. Same thing, like you said, protect the middle of the rink and you can work from there. There, you know, take away the most dangerous area, even coming back through the through the middle of the rink, tracking for check, whatever, whatever it is, always kind of doing doing things, reloading, they, they call it as you're coming back through the middle, you know, and, and kind of protecting that area in all, in all three zones really is um, the guys are doing a lot better job of, of that. We're seeing big gains in, in that and defending and, and doing it the right way and just got to stick, stick with it for sure. So it's a, it's a big part. All the teams kind of do it and play that way. So it's just a matter of just ingraining those habits in the players and it, it just kind of comes, becomes natural. And obviously, and if you play that way, I think it leads to more offense. If you're, back inside the dots and everyone's there when you gain those pucks now you've created a little room from from you know our wingers to their d because you got some ice to move and we got five guys in the pitcher that can support and, and make plays and we can kind of play that five-man unit game you know in all all three zones so i look at the game that farabee's had the last two games and he's created two goals by my assessment just off of really savvy floor checking. The one in the Islander game is a big one because he back pressures Aho in, in their zone as he looks like he's got to clean out and they start flying in the zone and he causes the turnover. And then in the game against Detroit, same thing, just good angles on the floor check ends up creating a turnover and then a goal. Uh, talk about how kind of he has gotten his game back because he's coming back from an injury as well. And it looks like he's really starting to get his wheels going again. Yeah, I think it's tough, you know, for a young guy, you come back from two shoulder injuries, right? So I'm sure you're a little tentative to when you come back initially, which is, which is natural, which is, is normal. Once you get back to game speed and your conditioning, I think, which has come along with the amount of games we've been playing. But uh, like you mentioned, he's a super intelligent player and his hockey sense and, and the ability to make those plays and think the game and read the game and angle, I think is just something that comes, you know, you can't really teach comes natural to, to Joel and he's a, He's a smart player now that he's kind of got that the feeling back of probably taking a couple bumps and the trust in his in his shoulder and and things has probably gone a, a long way. Yeah, and I think last night he did a great job at you know put him in the center position with having some guys uh, you know being traded away and, and things uh, to that nature. So he's he's had an opportunity there, which you know your centers really dictate you know how you play the game. They got to be able to play in their own end and be smart and good positionally and like you said win those win those pucks and then be able to transport it and make make plays and play in in both ends. So it's, it's something they're kind of looking at him in that area. If he can help uh, just with being depleted a little bit right now, but he is, you know, a very intelligent player. And I think just the pace of his game right now, he's, he's skating a little bit better. He's a little more tenacious on, on pucks and he's just going to get better and better. That line with Kevin Hayes, he and Konechny has really been kind of clicking. You've seen, you know, Hazy this season came in initially and you could tell he wasn't close to hundred percent. He may not have been close to 60% at that time. And he's had to clean up now, and he looks like a far different player, Nick. The way he's moving on the ice, now his hands are getting dialed in concert with his head, and he just looks like a player, a totally different player. We're starting to see the Kevin Hayes we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's his game. He's a, yep. he's a big body, a super smart player, intelligent player too, and you see that with the playmaking, like you mentioned, with those three guys. You said 
a different different level, right? And that's why guys, when you can put them together like that, that think the game kind of the same way and are smart players and create offensively. Um, yeah, and he's had a he's had a tough go with his injuries. It's hard. It's hard to play this game, and I give him credit. He wants to be out there and he cares about his teammates and and wants to be out there and help and, and has played a lot at not a hundred percent where some guys are the other way where they don't, you know, aren't, aren't playing or, so it's, you know, give him credit for being out there, wanting to be a part of it, wanting to be a part of the solution. And he's, you know, that line's producing for us right now. And I still think he's, he's maybe not quite a hundred percent, but he's, you know, putting in the work and, and he's out there and playing hard and, and making some plays. And, and it's, uh, it's good to see that line kind of connecting and, and giving us some offense. Yeah. And it's important for him to, to kind of go through this, you know, get back, get his body back to as close to hundred percent the end of the season. So he can transition into next season's program in a more seamless manner, uh, 11 and seven. Uh, that's what you guys have been running because obviously some of the trades, you know, you lose Broussard in the middle, you lose Claude Drew in the middle. Nate Thompson's not quite ready to come back or Scott Lawton. As a D-man running 11 and 7, I imagine you'd rather run 5-D than run 7. That's a, a weird number for a D-man. Different partners kind of across the board. Yeah, I think it's it's tough. And I think it's tough for the forward group too, right? I know yep. last night looking out sometimes you got kind of different different groups and guys, different wingers mixing in or, or center or whatever it is. And it makes it hard to kind of have that cohesiveness, right? And then with your pairs – uh, so it's not an ideal number. Tampa did it for a lot of years or kind of had that uh, mix a little bit. You saw some of the D playing, uh, you know, seals and knots up on wing a little bit uh, last night. So it's it's not ideal, but it's kind of, you know, what we have for, for numbers um, right now. And hopefully get, you know, Scotty's doing well and Nate's doing well. So hopefully some of these guys can come back. And it's like I said, it's it's the most important position in my mind on the team. If you have guys down the middle that can control the game from your own end and and offensively, it's a uh, it's a big job from the faceoff circle, you know, right on out throughout uh, throughout the game. So, if Joel in that game got some some uh, shifts at center and looked very comfortable, now he's a good two hundred foot responsible player. So making that transition maybe for him is is a little different because I mean he's a guy you can put out on the PK and he knows his responsibilities in the D zone, neutral zone, and offensive zone. Is that something you guys would consider going forward to give him a little run at, at the center position? Yeah, I think just like you mentioned, being depleted there, he's obviously someone with his intelligence that can that you can move around in different positions. He's played some right wing, obviously being a natural, uh, you know, left winger. But I think at center, yeah, with his with his smarts and and uh, now that he's kind of got his conditioning back a little bit and be able to get up and down the rink again, it's it's somewhere you know they used him a little bit there last night. I think he did an exceptional job. So it's. Um, something that definitely got to look for some guys to step up and, and fill the shoes there of uh, a few guys that we lost. So I think he's done a, a good job with the shifts he had last night. And hopefully it'll be something we'll look to kind of moving forward here. If we, if we need him to play down the middle of it. Uh, as a guy that played in the league for a long time, going through a lot of those NHL trade deadlines, when the deadline's over, even if your name's not out there, there's always a bit of eggshells when a team is not headed to the playoffs and just wondering, you never know what the GM is going to do in that situation. Once the deadline passes and everybody's there, is there a feeling that everybody, okay, we can settle in now. This is our group going forward for the remainder of this season. Let's take something good out of this before we hit our off season and prepare for next year. Yeah, I think right now it's important for for everybody involved with the with the team, right? Guys that are here, older veteran guys that are maybe going to be UFAs that want to prove that they can play or want to be here. Young guys that really need to establish themselves as leaders on the team. Obviously, losing losing G, longtime captain here, and kind of the leader of the the team and the franchise for, for a long, long time. So I think it's, you know, Mike challenged some of the young guys with uh, Konecki and Farabee and these guys to step up and guys got to 
want to demand that ice time and, and demand, you know what I mean, being a leader and stepping up and, and wanting to really, you know, now that they've had a few years in the league, Joel's a little bit younger than, say, Kanecki uh, and Sanheim, Provi, some of these guys that are, you know, 24, 25, that, that really have to step up and, and want to, you know, drive the team and, and take control. So I think you need that. Everyone has to leads in different ways, but we need guys to, to step up and, and want to be a part of that group and, and really – the young guys right now too, and we got a lot of opportunities for guys to to play and prove that they you know deserve to be a pl- uh, a flyer. Sorry, and, and push for those spots. Uh, you know, playing the last nineteen games now and into into training camp and next season. So, let me ask you last thing about Owen Tippett. Um, he's a guy, Nick, that you know can move. Got a big frame, skates really well though. Seems like he's got a good instincts for the puck, where to go in the offensive zone. Maybe he's got to you know tighten some things up in the neutral zone and D zone, but. A guy that's got a willingness to shoot the puck too, kind of shoot now, ask questions later. And you guys need some of that, uh, some of those guys that are willing to shoot it and he can bring it. Uh, what have you seen out of Owen Tippett so far in, in just the small sample size of two games and a couple practices? Yeah, like you mentioned, he's a big body, which is nice, right? We need to add some some size, so that's nice. And you also mentioned his willingness to shoot, right? I think we we lacked that a little bit, looking to make that extra play or, or not wanting to, you know, shoot and get to the net and look for those rebounds. Um, so I think he's got that mindset. He's got that mentality. So it's, you know, kind of a piece that we didn't, didn't have him and Wade Allison, their games are really similar, not just their looks, but their game too on the ice, how they play and want to shoot pucks and big body and play physical and, and bring a different element. So it's nice to have, have some of those guys, some young guys like that, that are going to add a different, different element, different dimension to our, to our group. Right. So it's kind of nice to, to have, have them in a, I think it's a good opportunity for him now that he's, you know, with the group that they had in Florida, probably he's looking at it here. He's got an opportunity to to be a part of this team and a regular NHL player. And it's a same thing and a good audition for him here the last 19 games to prove that he's a, an every everyday NHL player. Yeah, and that'll invigorate him. Opportunity is a huge element. I mean, I could see at some point him and Wade doing, you know, shooting one of those old school 1980s or 90s double mint commercials. They look like doppelgangers. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, exactly. It is insane. You know, closely uh, uh, their looks are. So, I mean, it's, you know, with the, with the red hair, maybe we get Coots growing his hair out down the middle or something. I don't know. You have quite the Hanson brother line there. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, they, yeah, but they definitely, you know, play, have that old school mentality, how they play a little bit, right? The, the yeah. big bodies and shooting and, and playing aggressive and, and how they how they skate and how they carry themselves so it's yeah it's nice to nice to see and kind of fits the you know the mold of uh flyers hockey so yeah it's uh banging on the four check and you know creating turnovers and creating opportunities off it uh, nick uh best of luck coming up uh, against the blues and then colorado tough back-to-back games tough road trip uh the remainder part here with uh, all playoff teams and you're gonna come home you're gonna get toronto a playoff team and then the rangers so these next six games all playoff bound opponents thanks for doing this as always enjoy the road and we'll talk soon awesome sounds good thanks jason thanks to nick schultz for joining us on this episode of flyers daily we appreciate his time as always on the road and the flyers and blues will be at it tonight in st louis we'll recap it tomorrow and we'll preview also flyers avalanche tomorrow on a brand new edition of flyers daily have a great day everybody Burn.